Good morning. Thank you for joining it with a six pack. The Scotty Six Pack, the only podcast that's bringing you everything you need to know in Wisconsin sports six ish days a week. That's our namesake, the Scotty Six Ish Pack. Uh, I am your host, Kedrick Stumbrus. You can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six Pack to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. While you're here, smash the subscribe button, hit that like button, helps other people find the show. If you're watching on YouTube, where you can find us, youtube.com slash at Scotty Six Pack, hit that bell so that you get notified as soon as we upload an episode every morning. You'll have it. You'll get to watch it. Spotify has that bell too. Get notified. Turn those notifications on. Today, we are here to talk about the Green Bay Packers because the defensive coordinator search is moving along. And we haven't talked about it since the Joe Barry firing news became official. So wanted to run through the reported names of candidates who have interviewed for Green Bay's defensive coordinator position what it says about the type of coordinator Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers are trying to hire and some of the risks associated with the the coordinator type it seems that they're aiming for. And so first looking at the names that have been reported to have received interviews with the Green Bay Packers. And, and let's start with the big one right off the top, which is Christian Parker. And you might be saying, how is this the big one? This is not even one that you, Kedrick, mentioned as a potential candidate when you first talked about this a week ago. And I'll say, yeah, that's kind of why it's the big one. Because Christian Parker, who is currently a defensive backs coach in Denver, coached in Denver the last three seasons under three different head coaches. Three different head coaches in Denver have chosen to keep Christian Parker around. Three different head coaches have put their stamp of approval on Christian Parker. That's a good sign for saying this, this guy might, this guy might know something. And the interesting part about that is that is the only on field coaching job in the NFL that Christian Parker has had. He's, he's never called plays defensively at any level. And seemingly, however, He's had a lot to do with, with the defensive scheme that, that they built in Denver. Th this season, when Nathaniel Hackett, of course, flamed out after his one season in Denver, was kept around by uh, Sean, Sean Payton. Sorry, was kept around by Sean Payton. And Hackett, of course, brought in Vic Fangio to run that defense. And Christian Parker was kept on and helped Sean Payton's new defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, kind of mesh those two schemes together, a little bit of what they wanted to do, and re really helped break, break that down. And Denver's defense, of course, improved quite a bit throughout the season. You, you got to see that a little bit when Green Bay played Denver at mile high this year when the Broncos kind of started their resurgence into something of relevancy for a handful of weeks there in the middle of the NFL season of the NFL season. And if you remember the name Christian Parker, it might be a little bit familiar because he was a quality control assistant in green Bay, not too long ago. 
right up until when Mike Pettin was fired. So he's familiar with Green Bay, has had a stamp of approval with a handful of guys in the league. He's never called plays before, but we'll get to that a little bit later on too. There was actually a rumor floating around over the weekend, and this is why this is kind of the big news. If if you've been familiar, if you keep up with the musings of 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 the Packer commentariat, there was a rumor floating around over the weekend that Christian Parker had actually been offered the job. Now, I'm calling it a rumor because I'm not really sure if I believe it. Not necessarily from a source that I, I, I trust to be breaking that news. And also, I think that if the job were really offered to Christian Parker, a decision would have been made by now, a decision which ultimately would have landed with him getting the job because he is also interviewed with one other team, and that other team is the New England Patriots. So Christian Parker, despite his track record of only having one on-the-field NFL coaching job, never having called plays before in college because he came up through the college ranks as well. Um, he, he does have some vote of confidence by getting other defensive coordinator interview requests from, from the New England Patriots, of course, who ended up hiring internally after the Patriots promoted defensive coordinator Gerard Mayo, a defensive coach underneath him in that same system ended up being promoted to defensive coordinator. So Christian Parker still hanging around there a little bit interesting. There's not a ton of information to see kind of what scheme he would run, but we have an idea that, Hey, he's, he's a guy who can implement the defense, a guy who can mix good defensive schemes, probably something good to look at for a defense that need, needs to be willing to be tinkered in, in my opinion and run to the strengths of the personnel and the weaknesses of the offenses that it is going to face. So the next candidate is Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, who we did mention in the podcast right after Joe Barry was fired last week. However, there was pretty immediate reporting after that that Brandon Staley wouldn't get very serious consideration for the job. Now, that doesn't mean that that reporting was wrong. Could just mean that Brandon Staley, who is being interviewed for the job, is not necessarily Matt LaFleur or the Green Bay Packer organization's preferred candidate for the position. Could be, you know, you, you give him an opportunity. Of course, Brandon Staley is the former Chargers head coach, has just been fired there after his few seasons in LA and didn't have great defenses while he was there. He really made his bones by his one season with the Los Angeles Rams, the year they won the Super Bowl by having the third-ranked defense by DVOA in the league. Now, Staley is also interviewed with Miami, um, but I, again, don't love this as an option. I, I get why people like to keep him around. Look, he was hired by Sean McVay. Haven't seen really anybody fall off of that Sean McVay tree scheme. It's not exactly his tree because it's on the defensive side of the ball, but the, these assistants that have coached with Sean McVay have generally been successful in the league overall, you know, found themselves as successful coordinators at, at the least. But 
I, I'm not sold on Staley. I know that being a head coach is a different gig than being a defensive coordinator, but, but the data point that I always look back to is that Brandon Staley, who had the third best defense of the league by DVOA in his one season as a defensive coordinator, also did that with all pro talent in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And you say, okay, well, yeah, you can't blame him for the talent around him. He did coach up that talent. All right. But when Staley left, that defense only fell from third to sixth in the league in DVOA. Doesn't seem that there's a ton of drop off there when Staley leaves. I'm not sold on him. Then you have third candidate that is reported to have interviewed with Green Bay, which is Bobby Babbage. He is the Bills linebackers coach. He has also coached safeties in Buffalo. So it tells you that he has some, some level of a, a type of defensive savant flexibility that you see along in that same vein as a Christian Parker, who, who we mentioned before, somebody who is it has the ability to do multiple things, which I think is what you want out of your defensive coordinator. Somebody who's going to be able to adapt to the offenses, the juggernaut offenses in the NFL. So having somebody who's coached multiple positions, which you do not typically see in the NFL, especially on the defensive side, that, that could be, that could be a good sign. Bobby Babich is also interviewed with the, with the dolphins, much like Brandon Staley. He's also interviewed with the giants. Um, this would be interesting. This is, you know, a, a, another different scheme altogether that maybe comes, comes from none of these coordinators come from the same scheme as well as the last candidate that we have rumored to have interviewed with, um, the green Bay Packers. And that's, uh, and I believe I'm totally butchering this. I believe this guy is from Europe. I believe he's from England. I believe he's British, whatever you want to call it. He played football in Europe. It's it's Aden Aden Durd Durd. I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but it's the Cowboys' defensive line coach, and the one thing that Bobby Babbage and Aden Aden Durd have in common is that they both come from blitz heavy schemes. Now, the blitz heavy scheme that Durd comes from is off of the Dan Quinn tree. Of course, the Packers did just dismantle that Dan Quinn defense in, in the playoffs. It's maybe a little bit hard to see the Packers go ahead and hire a defensive coordinator from a defensive staff, which it had just depanced in the divisional round. But Dirt has only coached with Dan Quinn in the NFL. So they have, they have a very tight relationship he is absolutely falling right off of that tree. Um, and he's also had a couple of defensive coordinator interviews, but with different teams, with the Falcons. But that was actually filled last night uh, by Jimmy Lake, the Rams assistant head coach. And then the Rams had also interviewed Aiden Dirt. Give, gives you a little bit of, of insight. Not totally surprising that Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur are going after not just similar, but also the same kind of defensive coordinator candidates altogether. We did mention a name last week on the Cowboys defensive staff that we thought maybe might be in the mix here for the Green Bay defensive coordinator job. And of course, that's Al Harris. Al Harris hasn't interviewed with Green Bay. Doesn't seem like he's going to be in the mix here. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of the other names involved who 
I had predicted would be. We don't necessarily have confirmed interviews for them yet, but looking at them, what their status might be, and if they still have the potential to be in the mix. And we're going to talk about that right after we talk to you all about our friends over at TickPick. Because you got you to get to a game. You got to get to a game. Um, and if you want to save 10 bucks on your first order, and you want to never pay hidden fees ever again, because TickPick doesn't believe in hidden fees for buying tickets. Maybe you got to get two bucks game after they get back from this five-game road trip. And you're trying to figure out the best way to do it. Maybe you're getting ready to go see that big tilt that Wisconsin is going to play on Sunday with Purdue at the Kohl Center. Go buy your tickets on TickPick for that. Save 10 bucks, on, 10 bucks on your first order. Get the best deal for tickets that you can get anywhere on the market. And that is going to be when you buy your tickets on TickPick. If you find a better price somewhere else, if TickPick doesn't find you the best deal, tell TickPick that, and they're going to refund you 110% of the difference for the tickets that you found somewhere for a cheaper price. They're going to refund you 110% of the difference in TickPick credit so that you can use that toward your next purchase. So go to the TickPick app. Download it in the Google Play Store, in the Apple App Store. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Click the link in the podcast description. Click the link in the YouTube description. You're going to save 10 bucks on your first order. That link is on the screen right now. Save $10 on your first order of $99 or more. Never pay hidden fees for tickets ever again. All right, coming up this week on the show. We're going to talk some Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow, assuming that we get the chance to do it. Um, because maybe, just maybe, we end up having some Green Bay Packers news actually drop instead. So then we're going to come in with that show instead. But plan as of now, we're going to talk to Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow. And then after that, we're, we're going to get into this, this big week ahead for Wisconsin Badgers basketball team Thursday, Friday, previewing, recapping Wisconsin basketball against Nebraska, efforting a guest for that one uh, to go ahead and help us preview that Nebraska game. And then um, and then Saturday, we'll, we'll actually have a pod drop in the feed Saturday morning to preview that big tilt with Purdue that Wisconsin is going to host at the Kohl Center. And we do have a great guest locked up for that one who is going to help us uh help us preview that one so so stay tuned to the feed gonna be a great week on the show hitting everything packers bucks whole lot of batters basketball as wisconsin really doing a lot a lot a lot of work this week uh just put a piece up on the site at badger notes uh on tyler wall this season how he's really climbing up through the uh uw record books and a little bit of a hidden gem in his game this season. Uh, I'll link that in the podcast description. Please go ahead and read that. It would mean a lot. Uh, but we talked about some of the other names involved in the Packers defensive coordinator search that we don't have confirmed interviews for. Uh, and of, of course, the Packers don't themselves confirm these interviews, but we have good reporting to say that these interviews have happened. And when we're talking about names that, you know, we said on the show would be involved in the search, but haven't appeared in interviews yet. The, the first one is Ajiro Avro, who was a finalist very close to getting the job 
in the Packers last defensive coordinator search that ultimately ended in Joe Barry's hiring and is the current defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers. Now, Jiro Evero was in Denver last season, ended up having his coach fired. Okay. Then he was in Carolina this season, also had his first year head coach fired in the middle of the season. So, ooh, sorry, hit the mic. <laughs> Ajiro Evero kind of got bad luck. And now is maybe a little bit stuck in his contract situation. He, he was hired under the now fired Frank Reich and his contract, of course, inherited by Dave Canales, who has the Carolina Panthers job. And Carolina has every right to, to keep a Jiro Evero on. And they have shown interest in doing that. They have been denying teams the opportunity to interview a Jiro Evero since before they actually hired their head coach. Um, if you are not familiar, if you are going from defensive coordinator to defensive coordinator job, teams can block those interviews. If other teams request them, you cannot block a coach from interviewing for a promotion. You can block them from making a, uh, lateral move it, which in this case it technically would be. Um, and Although this is a coaching staff that Everell was not hired into. So there is some semblance of saying, well, maybe he would be hireable. Wouldn't be that he would just get automatically blocked by Carolina. It seems that that's where this is headed. Um, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, he didn't report anything. I think this was late Sunday, but he did say in an article that People should stay tuned, were his words, uh, to Evero because he would be a likely candidate for a Rams defensive coordinator position and a Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator position if the Panthers, you know, allowed him to be hired away, which left some room for speculation there. And I don't know if that was intentional room by Albert Breer to speculate there or just a, hey, if this were to happen, these are maybe some likely places. Fed a lot of early morning speculation on Monday, but ultimately I don't think that he's going to be able to leave Carolina um, because also on Monday we got reports that Carolina continues to block interview requests for Evero for open defensive coordinator positions. He was also blocked from interviewing for the job in New York and the job in Miami. So don't think it's going to be a zero Evero. I also don't think that it's going to be Jesse Minter who we mentioned was going to be a likely candidate for this position with Jim Harbaugh off to the NFL, him going to the LA chargers reporting seems to indicates that indicate that Jesse Minter is going to be following Jim Harbaugh to the NFL as the chargers defensive coordinator. So Jesse Minter also going to be out here. Jim Leonard, although he has not had an interview confirmed I think it's likely that he's in the mix here in some capacity if he wants to be. Um, I also would think it's maybe a possibility while we're on a Jim Leonard topic 
that he would join a Sharon Moore staff in Michigan since Jesse Minter is leaving that defensive coordinator position to go coach the Los Angeles Chargers. So maybe some some different options available for Jim Leonard there. Um, and I think one of the things to notice here, we talked about some of the some of the risks that are associated with this defensive coordinator hire. Everyone here is really young. Everyone is really young. There, there's no 50-year-old guys who are former head coaches, multiple-time defensive coordinators. Um, the oldest coach of all of these named is 44 years old. Christian Parker, who we said is maybe, maybe the lead candidate here. I don't know that that's true, but he might be the lead candidate. He's 32. Sport in December of 1991. And, and there's a risk of going really young with this hire. The, the Packers are contending. This is a Super Bowl window. You, you cannot watch that game on Sunday and tell me any differently. I said it on this show before this game, before the NFC Championship game. The Packers had an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, missed. And Detroit showed that. San Francisco showed that was true on Sunday. And so the Packers can't afford to have a bottom five defense year after year anymore. They need to give this young dynamic Green Bay Packers offense enough support of an at least average defense to play complimentary football, to give them a chance to go out and win a Super Bowl. And if you hire someone who has not called plays at the NFL level, and I do not believe that Bobby Babich or Aiden Durd have called a defense at any level. Of course, Brandon Staley has. And if they go a Jim Leonard route, he's called defense at the Big Ten level, but he's never called plays in the NFL. He has a lot of NFL experience as a player, and that goes a long way, but there's a risk here of the unknown, a risk that... If I'm the Green Bay Packers, I think I'm willing to take. Well, we're going to find out about that in, in the next few weeks. And, and what what is interesting to me amidst this risk is they are essentially leaving no stone unturned. Although they are not going and looking at a bunch of retread guys, not a bunch of old head coaches. We're not seeing evidence that they're interviewing Aaron Rivera. There is a diversity of scheme that they are that they are interviewing. None of these guys are directly pick up, picked off of a Vic Fangio tree, also of Dan Quinn tree. Of course, we talked about Jesse Minter, who w was also part of that, you know, Harbaugh tree. <laughs> essentially, you got a lot of different ideas in the room, which is good. Packers are taking their time to to see. What, what coach to be more rather than focusing so much on the scheme, which personally I think is a good thing because you need your defensive coordinator to be adaptable to these juggernaut NFL offenses. And I think another risk here is the question of whether or not 
the Green Bay Packers defensive positional coaches are going to be back. Are they going to bring back defense backs coaches? Sorry. Defensive backs coaches, defensive line coaches, linebackers coaches. Because the Packers chose to bring back all those positional coaches when they made the switch from Petten to Barry. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know necessarily, but if you bring in an older coach, like a Wink Martindale, of uh, the, the defensive coordinator from the Giants who, who resigned near the end of the season, he's going to have his own guys. Vic Fangio is going to have his own guys. And clearly, the Packers are not going that route of hiring somebody who has their own guys that they want to bring in for the staff. So there's a chance that you know Christian Parker, who is 32 years old, is in his first on-field NFL coaching job ever, he might not have his guys that he knows are, are ready to go coach an NFL defense with him. He might have guys in mind, but not necessarily guys that he calls and knows, all right, I'm in wherever you're going, I'm in. So there, there's a chance that some of these coaches stick around. And... and there's a risk of an awkward power imbalance workplace dynamic. If you keep all these position coaches and hire someone like a Christian Parker, Christian Parker, who up until, uh, 2019, 2016, whichever 2016 to 2019, I believe he was in green Bay was just a quality control coach an off field assistant who would have been, I mean, below on the org chart to anybody else who he would now be in charge of. That's a little bit of an awkward power dynamic. And it's it's part of the reason that, you know, a name like Mike Vrabel, who some people have said they want to see associated with this defensive coordinator search, he, he's not part of this at all. Because Vrabel and LaFleur were both finalists for that Tennessee head coaching gig. And then LaFleur was the offensive coordinator under Vrabel for one season in Tennessee instead, because Vrabel got that head coaching gig. And I think doing some reading between the lines, it's not just the power dynamic there. I, don't, I, don't, I think maybe they don't totally get along. Um, pure speculation, me doing some reading between the lines of, of, words of people that I trust. Um, but that power dynamic is the same. If you bring in someone who was just so very recently, your, I, I mean, your junior in the organization who is so young in, in Christian Parker's case, 32, to then be the boss to all these people who are still in the building can breed resentment sometimes. These are still people. So there's some risk in doing that as well. But I think we're going to find out what the Packers are going to do very soon here. Remember, the Packers went nine days between defensive coordinators the last time they did a search. This is day seven. We're going to see what happens very soon. The Packers fired Joe Barry seven days ago. We, we, should have an answer on this.
relatively soon. And when we do, you're going to hear about it right here on the Scotty Six Pack Podcasts. Podcasts. You're going to hear about it right here on the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. So smash that subscribe button so you know about it right away. Hit that bell so you get notified as soon as we either go live to talk new defensive coordinator news or post an episode about it uh, because we'll get that in your feed as soon as we can whenever that news drops. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I have been your host, Kedrick Stumbrist. You can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrist, and follow the podcast at Scunny Six Pack for all the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. Stay tuned to the show this week. We're going to talk some Bucks tomorrow. We're going to talk some Wisconsin basketball to close out the week. Go Pack Go!